I need to get another light in here then if we're going to be doing that. I just look like a like a phantom, like the the ghost of Christmas <laughs> map. Nope, this is even worse. Nope, that's terrible. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll just light myself underneath. Nope, this. not doing it's that. Like, nope. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 43 for your earbuds. Guys, do us a favor, subscribe, leave five stars, let a friend know, tell them, annoy the shit out of them about the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the guy to this podcast slay tonight. Most awesome. Oh, my nose is so bright, Brandana. <laughs> How are you doing, brother? What's going on? I'm 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 excited. It's Christmas Eve as our our audience out there is listening mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna bring a little Christmas, a Yuletide spirit for our fans out there. Bringing it to them every day as we do it. Oh, I love it, bro. I love it. We have a jam-packed episode. Doing rip from the headlines, we're going to do Bowl Out. It may be Secret Santa. That's right. A little special holiday <laughs> segment where uh, That's right, bro. Look at that second, bro. Uh, we're doing the Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top three Christmas movies. Doing MAB Date Night. We're going to tackle a Christmas story. We're going to do a little holiday edition of Tale from the Frat. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Beautiful. I'm loving it. I'm like, so excited. You're, Can we bring him to that jam already? Your holiday hour of power is here. <laughs> bring us to that jam. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. come on. All right, rip from the headlines. We're doing bowl out why are we doing that this week brother bowl out bowl out i was trying to think i was just like how am i gonna call this is like bow out but bowl out just like oh this is like it sounds like a problem for most awesome he'll figure it out yeah i like it i like it it's good um so we're talking about it as we are uh knee deep in the college football playoffs and the uh college football bowl season yeah and we're really talking more specifically about those uh, those bowl games that really don't have a lot of meaning meaning for some of the top tier NFL prospects out there, and they're 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 uh, sitting out and not competing in the final final game of their their season. Okay, I think that makes sense to everybody. Let's kind of start uh, a little bit, like I like to do on you. Let's start with the macro, and we'll move into the micro. Uh, sure. Bowls, have those been kind of, is it a little bit like, it looks to me like MLB a little bit with college football where it's starting to become a little painfully obvious that it's leaning a little bit more on tradition than what the fans are actually looking for. Are bowl games still popular? Do you still want them around? Does there need to be a massive change? 
Good question. Um, so the the what really kind of hamstrung your your New Year's Day bowls, your Rose Bowls, and things like that is the actual college football playoffs, which for fans were clamoring for. It's you know fans can't have it two ways. Yeah. You know you can't have all these bowl games and want a decided winner for the college football national title. Yeah. So they got their playoffs. They got the uh, the bowl playoff series. And in turn, they kind of hamstrung what what are these games are, are we're playing for? Uh, you know, it used to be that uh, Michigan, the the crescendo of the season, was playing in the Rose Bowl, and if it just so happened that they shook out to be the number one team in the nation and won the national championship, well, that would be how it would be, and that's we'll leave it up to the voters and we'll figure it out. Um, now we don't have that; we have a definitive winner now. So these bowl games, you know, plus you always have the joke of. All these uh, these corporations getting involved with these bowl games kind of serve as a the tax slayer bowl. Oh, that's what I was going to bring that up. I wonder if we read the same article because I was going to exactly point out the tax slayer bowl. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Where it is like you can't have it both ways. So it's just like, oh, we want to play off. We want to find a true national championship or new champion. Uh, then a lot of these games that maybe had a little bit of meaning or those teams that were on the outskirts without having an update, you're still like, Oh, they could kind of be in the hunt if this happens, but it's still, it's still fun in a tradition and it seems to weaken all that. So let's talk a little bit about players specifically. It seems like if you kind of have that investment where you might be a first round draft pick in the NFL, can you blame these players for not playing in what uh, essentially is just kind of a glorified scrimmage? Right, yeah, you you really can't, especially when you take a look at two players recently. Um, one, Jalen Smith, who now plays for the Dallas Cowboys, was a top, probably a top ten pick, projected pick. Um, he suffered a knee injury against Ohio. You know the rest. Uh, offensive tackle, actually Taylor Decker, who now plays for the Lions, actually pushed him kind of late in the play, a little bit on the chippy side, and he was off balance, totally inverted his knee, went the went the other direction, had nerve damage, tore his ACL, MCL, uh, basically put his career in jeopardy. Um, he that was a meaningless bowl game for for you know Notre Dame and for Ohio. Um, you had then the following year in for Michigan, Jake Butt, a tight end. He tore his ACL, MCL, and more of a just a defensive back going down low and hitting him low. He was ended up being drafted in the fifth round by the Denver Broncos, and his career hasn't kind of um, you know kind of lifted off as of yet. So yeah, you would take those two examples recently and say, why would we want? to jeopardize our career. Both of those guys were projected to be potentially, well, Jalen Smith, definitely Jake, Butt probably a first round pick or late second round pick. So that's a lot of money they're leaving on the table and, and risking the rest of their career. So you don't blame these guys. You don't blame them at all. No, I don't, I don't blame them, but I do see both sides of the equation. I was reading an article, you know, I mean, if you look at it just from the perspective of uh, like a, you know, Bruce Arians talked about like he would consider this a, a slight character flag um, when you're evaluating a player because football of all the sports, as we know at Brandana, is the ultimate team game. You need all of the pieces on the, the chess board there to work in cohesive, you know, one unit to 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 accomplish a goal and if you sit there and you check out it seems that it's more of a self-interest versus a team interest so does that maybe bear out later on in their career are they more of a me first or a team first player um marshall falk had an interesting quote where he said if you are worried about getting hurt in college then how are you gonna you know 
how are you going to be able to play in the NFL? You know, where you're constantly being, uh, you know, risk of injury. That's the whole name of the game. So if you're worried about getting hurt in college, you know, how is it that you're not going to be worried about getting hurt in the NFL? Yeah, so, I, I kind of see that and it makes sense, but it's also you're kind of been building up to this moment and it literally does become like a scrimmage game, you know, like in in like during practices or spring practices or whatever, like different set of rules, like you're taking a little bit more easier at least like you have those kind of protections in front of you you understand the circumstances and with this like you are just literally playing in one bonus game for no stakes and it's it's hard to imagine where it's just like it almost seems irresponsible just to put it all on the line for something that doesn't matter um so what's the quick i know this is an official mab fixes segment uh the only thing i really see is Expanding the playoffs, are you pro-expanding the playoffs, or do you still enjoy a couple bowl games just for, you know, what they are, just tradition? Yeah, I'd like some of the bigger bowl games, like your Rose Bowl, your Orange Bowl, the the, the more notoriety around them with bigger matchups. Um, but, um, yeah, the smaller ones, like the Idaho, the ones that there's one going on with, you know, San Diego State and, and the, you know, and the actual Ohio Bearcats yeah. um, right now. Um who who cares about these bowl games now? But here's the other thing: is is these guys on their team? This might be the, their their last chance to play college football. So many of them are probably not looking to sit out and you know risking their 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 NFL futures, you know, because they might not know if they end up are gonna if they're gonna end up playing or not. Yeah, to me, it sounds a little bit like if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear, it doesn't make a noise. Like if a bowl game has a kickoff and there's no one there to see it, like did it exist? Yeah. Like, it just kind of seems like, to me, it seems a little anticlimactic also. Like, maybe if you're in the MAC or something and you're in their tournament, if they have one, I'm not even sure about the MAC, and you're making a run for that championship, you know, like, getting in this tax layer bowl to, like, play for a crowd of, like, 5,000 people on, you know, an arbitrary Thursday night when everybody's kind of working and getting ready to travel, like, is that kind of the way you want to end the whole thing? That's crazy. Well, um, there's one little bonus benefit that I came across to this and let me know if this is something that's, you know, it's obviously not going to fix it, but maybe a step in the right direction is this, uh, this red shirt freshman rule. You know about this brother. The, the four game rule. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, yeah, put that in effect yep. last year. Is that helping at all? Yeah. I mean, I would say that this would, well, I would say not just in, so if you have guys, we have 16 top flight players that are sitting out these games. Um, if I am like a redshirt freshman or, or somebody, I could get some experience playing in a bowl, kind of playing in that environment. But also that second team guy that might be there, you know, if you're playing for a, a Michigan or an Ohio, um, you know, you, you you probably are backing up a, you know, uh, you know a, a Rashawn Gary from Michigan. You're backing him up. Now this might be your chance to go out there and on a big stage, on a national, maybe a, a televised stage, go out there. And show people your stuff. So I think of it as a, as a positive for those redshirt freshman guys and or those second string, maybe third string guys that maybe wouldn't get a lot of burn normally, but uh, now will. Yeah, I like that. It, I like that. And is there any, like, just trying to spitball right right before we hop out of the segment, got a jam-packed yeah. episode 43, Dynamite, as we mentioned. We got um, the presents to open, baby. <laughs> I'm just uh, getting me excited. It's sitting right here in front of me. Uh, is there is there anything we can do for these games to raise the stakes at all? I, extra home game next year if you win your bowl game. I don't know. Am I, am I talking crazy? Is there anything there? Well, I do think if we get into the, to the realm of where we start to actually pay these players, right, yeah, uh, and they get they get more than just the stipend and their college scholarship. 
Um, these bull wins have dollar amounts to go to them. They, they have, you know, money that goes to the university. Uh, getting these guys a little bit of taste of that money. You know, hey, tax slayer, you're going out there with super cheap taxes. <laughs> what an appropriate um, you're, you're reaping that rewards for that advertising. Maybe put up uh, $2 bucks to the winner. See what happens. I See who's going to accept your bull bid. I love it. Because that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Give, give, me the, uh, give me that Bovada bowl right there. Let's just take that <laughs> chunk of money. Let's put it on Ohio, covering that spread against San Diego State. Uh, all right, guys, that has been Rip from the Headlines Bowl Out. Guys, we got a jam for this. We're doing a little Mab Secret Santa for the holiday season. Bring us to that jam. Out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Secret Santa, we decided to do a little... Uh, gift exchange. Yeah, a little gift exchange. We did a Secret Santa. We put our names in a hat. Uh, I got Most Awesome. <laughs> most Awesome ended up with Brandana. That worked out really well. So we got a uh, little gifts in front of us. Before we open these, though, brother, this came up that we wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, okay. What does, what does my boy... MA, I can start also. Just kind of what we're hoping is underneath the tree or that we're kind of getting gifted for this holiday season. What are you looking for? Um, I have a couple. Um, I know I would take. Are you there? Yeah. I, I'm okay, listening. cool. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I, I right can't tell. No, I just. I'm on the oh, you're frozen. I was just I'm like. I'm actually just looking at my present. Oh, just can't wait to open it. Everyone, when, when one of us sitting on the seat so much, we have to ask the other if their screen froze, take a drink. <laughs> that means we got them <laughs> dialed in. Uh, our Brandana, here's here's a few things I'd like for the holidays. Is I'll take uh, I take a thousand subscribers, a thousand Ooh. more subscribers. I take that. Brandana would yeah. would enjoy it. Uh, obviously, any kind of holiday Brandana, I like to wear those around the holiday season. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, I'll do I'll do the Vikes. I'll do the Vikes at Dallas that first week of the playoffs, and then uh, if I got to go somewhere, I'll go to the Los Angeles Rams. I would take that if for the holiday season. Ooh, I like it. And then uh, my my. Oh, oh yeah, I got, got, got one more. more. I got one more. I did. Yeah, I got constellation map wish list. Constellation okay. on my map wish list. Uh, just give me three NFL favorites. Fucking winning outright. Can I just get those yeah. for one time on the fucking money line parlay? I'd really, really. Brandana would enjoy that. What you got, brother? Ooh, um, I I got. Uh, I really. Uh, I really wish that the Lions would get their shit together. Sure. Um, I'm hoping that for a glorious 2019. I'd like to see that under my stocking mm -hmm. or in my stocking, yeah. I should say. Uh, under the tree, I'm going to say uh, I, I, I'd like Mr. Uh, Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh, for the Michigan Wolverines to stick around for a few more years. I think it's his spot to be in. College is where he is uh, going to be the most successful. You don't need to go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. So that could be actually a few gifts in a row. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, and then, um, obviously, you know, going to sprinkle in on the the – the map teardrops right there. A healthy and uh, beautiful baby, young Kamish Jr. coming up. Got to wish for that, you know. Mm, Keeping yep. keeping that family nope. tip. Yep. Just um, I just felt like a real asshole. Uh, I I yep. like to add that to my list too. That's there you awesome. go. There you go. That's <laughs> right. My list. That's my gift, not yours. Okay. 
Um, and then uh, international podcast. Nope, oh, we already got that check. We already got that. We do, so that's brother. We there. do. We have some India we listens. We got a Mabra out there. We got to post that picture of our boy from my Malawi trip rocking Ooh. that MAB Sports Podcast T-shirt. Got that looking MAB fresh. swag just looking drip, drip. Nice. Uh, all right, brother. Who's I love it. Who's opening them first? Let me. Why don't you open first, you me dig bro? in here? All right. I'll take, yeah. I'll take the ball. I'll take the gift out here. Yeah, you won last week. Take the gift out. <laughs> take the gift out. I'm always afraid of this. I should have kept a pair of... In my defense, this isn't wrapping paper. Like, this is the legit, like, USPS, like, bags. Yes. Those are... Yeah, big. shout out. Shout out to Mitchell <laughs> Walker USPS. Shout out to it. Okay, we got, uh, got a little box. Two... This is good, good radio right here. Yeah, it is. So Brandon is <laughs> opening the package. He has no idea what's in there. No clue. All right, let's see in something. Let's see in it. It is <laughs> sixlets. Oh, sixlets. A throwback. A throwback. Perfect. There you go. Oh. Little holiday snacking for you, bro. Fucking trash candy. We got. Oh man. Oh, got some scratchers, brother. Some That's scratchers. Right, bro. Looking to sponsor another little trip. Should it be an episode 52? We do come yeah. up to the neck of the woods and see you. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, <laughs> we got a holy shit, brother. God, you smoked my gift. An MAB sports podcast, Brandana. We'll be posting that. It's right yes. here in my hands. Our logo, the one and only logo. And then, of course, my favorite turtle. An ornament for the tree, Donatello. Brother, well, That's right. well done. Well done, Thank sir. You, sir. Thank, Thank you, you so, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. We should, it. we should do this like every episode. That was, that was a really <laughs> good time. <laughs> uh-uh. I spent more on getting it to there than I did on the gift. So. Oh, man. All right. So let me let – me, I, I pre-opened the Amazon back, so let me just tear oh, a little smart, bit yeah. more into this here. Oh, God. Get in. I paid a six slit. Did you really? Man, these are really bad. These are really bad. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> we were at. We were at. I when when I got the Donatello thing, we were in the checkout line. Oh, so? And Doctor Mrs. the Doctor Mrs. the Commission was like, "Holy shit, there's six ones here." And I was <laughs> Great like, well, memory. We're, we're did, getting that. Did you get a bag to have yourself? Oh, I didn't. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Wise. All right, so I'm opening this up. Yeah, buddy. So as I see here, oh look at the, what is this? This is. Uh, Zines embroidered patch. Oh yeah, 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 awesome. Oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Neapolitan ice cream embroidered iron-on or sew-on patch. <laughs> I yeah, like brother. It, bro. I like it. I'm gonna put it on my shirt. And walk around. What does it got? It's got chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Okay, we'll just we'll mark one, two, three on here. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Got to rank them. Got to rank them. Got to rank them. And then I've got here also, um, in. The and let me get up on the mic here. In the Hall of the Mountain King, mm -hmm. a, a children's book. It looks like, bro. So that's for uh, that's for Commission at 2.0, brother. Because uh, yes, the Mountain King in my book, and she lived up to that name <laughs> on top of every mountain. So that's I uh, like it. I like it. They kids' books are always a treat from around our neighborhood. All right, so let me let me dig deep in the box here. Oh, this box is huge, Brandon. <laughs> big box, bro. Big so, box. Big box, man. A lot of a lot of gifts here. Uh, so this is obviously for Kamishet. Kamishet. An L O L doll, a surprise which uh, you will jump 
me in terms of her favorite adults <laughs> when I when I give her I mean, this like gift, some, she loves like, LOL dolls. Sometimes, and I think we'll get into it when we do our MAB date night and we're doing a Christmas story, but uh, I don't Sometimes kids just know what they want, and that one seems like a pretty dead on the nose. Oh, she is dialed in, <laughs> and, and hopefully she'll never listen to this, and uh, when she does, she'll be an adult to know that uh, Santa is, is only alive in spirit, <laughs> that mommy and daddy are Santa, but we got her a fucking LOL dollhouse, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, it is not cheap, bro. Oh, not yeah, cheap. Bro. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? These gifts are insane. I think they kind okay, of... Well, oh, we got one more gift. Sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get too deep into kids' toys here. Yeah, yeah. One more gift here. Again, it's a. it looks like a schmedium. Very tight and nice for this dad bod. Oh, yeah, yeah. With a T-shirt, the talent has arrived. Boom, boom. The talent boom, of boom. this pod. So I want you to take that shirt, and I want you to iron on that little, uh, the little Neapolitan ice cream <laughs> patch on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then my new thing is, just like you're a fucking Boy Scout, like I'm just going to keep sending patches for you to iron on whenever you earn them. It's going to be perfect. Well, oh, uh, should I do them on my Oh, sleeve? yeah. We'll like, do like a, like get a five-peat patch. You ever get like a five-peat? <gasps> oh, this is. Yeah, this, bro. This has got legs. You're going to have to you're gonna have to put it on your bandana. I like that you put your bandana over, over your headphones. headphones. I know, it's over the headphones. It's, it's a good look, bro. It's so awesome. I wish. I wish we recorded this video. Uh, well, happy holidays to you, my man. Happy holidays to you too, pod partner. Quite the magic making this little podcast here. Okay, so we'll jump on to... Bro, should we go ahead and get into the... Look at that. Always follows the compliments. You know what? Put your exactly. gifts down. Put down that t-shirt. Put down that fucking patch. It's high noon. It's, let's get off the six shooters. It's wartime, motherfuckers. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown What started out just like that Pat shows Just ranking three ice cream flavors Had turned into all-out war doesn't matter what time of the year it is. We're not taking it easy on each other. This is no exception. We're doing top three Christmas movies. Or maybe it's holiday movies. We'll keep it open. It's holiday, but the holiday, this holiday season is what we're doing. Sure. Uh, all right. Sure. So last week, I won. You won. I took you dominated in uh, I did. I did. traditional fashion. Yep, I did. I did. Because uh, you score. Because you score. I, I did kick ass on that. I relaxed. It was, it was earned. Uh, okay. So I'm going to start. Uh, my number one out of the gate. My number three. I always fucking do that. Yep. Um, is Muppet Christmas Girl. All right. Ooh, I, I had this on my console bracket. Oh, it's on like your it. console bracket. Okay. I'm not. I'm not huge Muppet guy. I don't geek out yep. like uh, you know um, the Doff. I know Doff is a big Muppet fan. I haven't said that name in a while. I gotta dust dust that hater off. Ooh, things um, that were rusty. Doff sending in emails. <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Um. So not, but uh, this one has I don't it's just it's it's a really fun twist on you yeah. know, the Christmas Carol uh, a lot of fun characters Gonzo's right on point Michael Caine uh, forever enemy of the podcast took best supporting actor from Tom Cruise for Magnolia but this was long before <laughs> that he didn't know what he was doing uh, so yeah right. 1992 my my favorite line real fast is um, they're sitting there it's in the very beginning the rats are all working in the shop they talk about getting off or like it's so cold they want more coal in the fire than michael kane who plays ebenezer scrooge famously uh he's just like how cold will it be in the unemployment line and then the rats go 
heat wave and like it cuts to them and they're wearing like little hula skirts and it's just like they're all heated up and it uh still cracks me up to this day yeah that's great i love that the muppet christmas carol is great um it is not on my list it's still in my console bracket yep. but i give a second to Mickey's Christmas Carol, which for me tugs at the heartstrings. Now it's not as long. It's not a feature. It's only like 25 minutes. Mm. And, and when I was going through a lot of these kids movies, you know, that I thought as movies, I realized that they were really just TV episodes. They were just like 26, 27 minutes. And I thought as a kid, they were like, like if you told me that Frosty the Snowman wasn't a feature length movie, I would have been like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's only 26 minutes. Is that so, right? That still doesn't sound right. That Rudolph one is like only 26 minutes. Rudolph is 47 minutes. Okay. I wrote him down because I was like, you wait. Yeah. I, I, a Charlie Brown Christmas, 25 minutes. The original yeah. 1966, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 25, 26 minutes. Mm. So like it's uh, – and all these – all those are like for the 70s and 60s, man. They're, they're yeah. making good work on it. So all of those could be in its own separate little category. But I did like Mickey's Christmas. Mickey being, um, you know, you know, you had, you had Scrooge McDuck as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, and and Mickey uh, and Tiny Tim, and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's a good one. So, oh yeah, I will hit you with my number three. Oh, okay, that was your I'm number going, three. Oh, good to know. I was I, about to give I'm you twenty five yeah. points for twenty five minutes. There you go. Very good. Oh well, well, we'll 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 dust this off for an hour and forty five and give me however many that points is. <laughs> That's fair. Because it's into uh, that. I'm going with probably the classic, the all time classic, the best. It's a wonderful life. Mm. Jimmy Stewart, nineteen forty six. It's uh it's probably not something you put in your Christmas viewing every day, but in terms of Christmas movies that are out there. I'd say there's none better. Sets probably the uh, the water level for all Christmas movies to be measured against itself. Yeah. Going Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. So none better out there. But you have two more ahead of it. So none better out well, there besides these the other bar, two right. I'm about to name. Yeah, uh, it's a number three. People so, will use it as a benchmark, yeah, but I mean I, for I this to, podcaster. Uh, yeah, I need I need to I need to see it. That's that's my homework for this holiday season to check out this uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I actually haven't seen it. Uh, I was gonna. That's right. I was gonna score on length of movie. That one sounds a little longer. I'm gonna go Muppets Christmas Carol. It's probably an hour forty-five, so that's uh, 105. Yours is probably at. Yeah, I'd say a deuce ten. We're gonna. We'll give you. <laughs> we'll give you 130. Uh, there you go. I'll that. take it. Uh, all right, popping into number two. I have sticking on the Christmas Carol adaptation. Tip. There you go. I'm going with Scrooged. Right, this Ooh. this comedy has aged pretty fantastic, and I'm not. I'm right. not uh, I know I start out each one. Not a huge Bill Murray. Not like I get like some of his earlier stuff. Like whatever, but it's um, it's just it's a really funny dark take. It has everything. It's has like real like it balances before between like dark comedy and like genuine love story and humor like really yep. well like him meeting that girl and those christmas together why he kind of ends up chasing money i think it's it's a great like original take on that time old story and then also uh one of my favorite lines is when he talks about uh they're trying to put the the little the little antlers on the mice and they can't get it to stay and he's just like well just staple them on it's just <laughs> yeah, like right. it's, yeah. it just has this great like character's journey in it it's it's really it it deserves a rewatch scrooge my yeah scrooge scrooge is great because that end scene when he comes out through it and he's learned his the error of his ways yeah. and bill murray yes. is just 
going through. I mean, it is fantastic. You yeah. got Bobcat Goldweight in the mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. bo- in the booth, shutting it down. It's great. Um, there is a really sad moment in that movie too, because you talked about it. You know, kind of running the gamut of emotions and comedy. Yeah. Remember when the guy? I think it was played by. I can't remember. And it was not Buster Keaton. I think it was a homeless guy that he found, like, when he was frozen to death in the, oh, in the, yeah. in the sewer. Yeah. Like, that's really sad. Like, that's him, a yeah. really sad moment in that movie. And uh, Bill Murray, probably the, the perfect guy to play all those, yeah, all those emotions. Yeah. E- yeah, evil, like, still. Yeah, because he was just kind of, like, when he was dating that girl, it was really hard to get him to look younger. They didn't exactly nail that out of the park when he was supposed to be, like, yeah. 15, 20 years younger or whatever it was. But it's – uh yeah, he was kind of like wild, like kind of had ideals and just like kind of like this ambition, and they just kind of like lost it all. Like stopped getting his, like saw his uh, like kind of his family making fun of him that he wasn't around for Christmas and himself. Yeah, it was it was good. It's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm going from one comedic actor to another. Mm-hmm. I'm going with my number two. Just a good old fashioned fun time. You love it. You love this guy. Comedic gold. Got a little bit of emotion in there. I'm going. With 2003's Elf with Will Ferrell. Elf is a great Christmas movie. That's funny. Yeah, it was. And I was looking up Christmas movies, and I kind of regret that. Not regret. Like, we have a great um, MAV date night when we dive into a Christmas story. But it was like, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So right. it's uh, it's another you one of those. You haven't seen Elf? What's that? You haven't seen Elf or a Christmas story? <laughs> I, know, I saw a Christmas story. I did, I did my homework. I was there for date night, brother. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that. okay. I yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, have yeah. not, I haven't seen Elf. Oh, my goodness. It is... It's excellent, yeah. Will Ferrell. So if you want to watch this, like part of Christmas movies are watching it with your kids or you're you know having family around. Yeah. This is a perfect one where it like Home alone threads with the, the needle. Six pack, yeah. Any any these yeah. uh, any situations work. Yes, exactly. It threads the needle where you could sit there and watch it with kids, and they'll laugh, and you'll laugh because you'll laugh on the other stuff. Um, I I. I uh, I just think Will Ferrell is great in it. There's a ton of great lines in here where the where he's in the mall and uh, um, the guy the the mall uh, you know Santa organizer announces that Santa will be coming and everyone will get in line and uh, Will Ferrell who's an elf from uh, the North Pole was like I know him I know him and yeah. screaming and yelling it's a it's a great scene I'm not going to do it justice because you don't know it so you're not going to laugh with it Correct. Yeah. but it's uh, it's really good Zoe Deschanel in it is mm. in it uh, she's a blonde which is a little distracting Ooh. so I did take a, a point or two off of that okay that's fair uh, so I'm going to give I'm going to give me I'll give you two turtle doves I'm giving me a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> oh okay. score on that uh, Not five golden golden rings? No. No, okay. it wasn't quite that strong. You said she was a blonde, so we're gonna keep this score believable. All right, there Love Actually is my number one spot. Of course it is. Of course it is. So, Enjoy that six slip. I, it was just like this kind of like each one is lemony. I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Oh, right. I thought they were chocolate. They're supposed to be. Like they couldn't even pull that off. That's the problem oh, with six slits. Like, oh, um yeah, I think this movie, like, the popular thing, and I think it happened at Garden State, like, probably four or five years ago. People like to shit on this movie now. Like, they didn't fucking yeah. love it for a decade. Uh, shut up. You did. You were into it. There's some, <laughs> I mean, there's some storylines that, like, I've never been a fan of. It's just like, oh, you're into your bro's wife. Like, 
don't know. Sometimes you just have to bury things to get over it. <laughs> like you don't keep pursuing right. that and show up with uh, cards, you fucking yeah. creep. But the rest of yeah. them is just like we got classic charming Hugh Grant. We have that love story, which is super strong. We have the aging rock star, which is he's just a scene stealer. He's hilarious every time. We have like kind of the kids in love with the Liam Neeson character who's kind of getting over his love. We have our boy, friend of the pod, and always will be Alan Rickman. Our boy, like sure. he's he crushes in that. Like it gets a little dark. It talks about like cheating on the wife and just like uh, it goes through sure. loss, like Liam Neeson. And then it's like it's funny. Like it kind of does that thing that British movies can do, which is kind of like run the game and all that. And then I would say my absolute favorite storyline is when um, oh what Colin Firth kind of goes to write yes. his book and everything and moves on with his life and then he kind of has a love connection himself good i'm glad you were gonna say it wasn't the one where he you know with rick from the walking dead is still in love with his brother's wife and trying to get his cut game going no no i brought that up that was the first one i said i said like, no i know I'm, I'm just glad you said that that oh, wasn't yeah. your favorite part yeah i just got you know yeah this is not uh, you don't you don't treat a bro like i mean <laughs> do that to you like like Dr. A legit bro. A legit brother. Like your real brother. Showing up at your doorstep yeah. with cue cards. Come on. A little no, respect. I, I get it. Little exactly. Respect. It'd be an audio. It'd be like, say anything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. That's good. I like it. That's, uh, it it's, I, sh- I should have guessed it. I would have known. I almost was going to guess for your number one, Home Alone. I'm really surprised I didn't see that. You mentioned it in there earlier when we were talking. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't put Home Alone up on that category. Is that on your, on your constellation bracket? I thought about it, but you know me. Like, I'm a, a little bit in touch with my softer side, brah. I like to get exactly. my I like to get my holiday weep on. <laughs> so, it's just like. <laughs> you like to get your dust? <laughs> oh, dusty up in here during this holiday season. Is that snow falling? Is that dust? So, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I let that happen. Yeah, love actually always says it's it's always it's it's a fun ride, and it's still good. Exactly. People relax. It's still don't say it shit. You're lying. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Doctor Mrs. The Commission would love you to hear that, or loves to hear that because she's a big fan of that movie. I'm gonna go with uh, my number one. I'm gonna go stick stick it on that comedy tip. I'm gonna go National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm. It isn't Christmas unless you fucking watch this movie, people. Yeah. I'm telling you what. It's first off, it's got the best. Randy Quaid, the best Eddie performance, Cousin Eddie. Chevy Chase is bar none on point in this whole movie. It hits a lot of motifs that, you know, you can all identify with family coming to visit and being displaced, having to, you know, being that kid, having to put up lights with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got, uh, oh, I would say probably the best out of all of the of the Lampoon movies Um the best Audrey Rusty combo and Juliette Lewis, Johnny Galicki. Yeah. Everyone else, everyone's just kind of shit for the kids. Um, and you've got, uh, yeah, just fucking, you've got classic lines in there. Like, you know, let me just say this. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Mm-hmm. And everyone out there listening goes, I don't know, Margo. Yeah. Because that's because they <laughs> fucking know this scene. They know this. Who's Margo? You know, Who plays Margo? Who's Mar- uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, look at that. I know. I'm dialed in on this movie. I actually didn't watch it last year, and I was like, why did my Christmas suck last year, bro? <laughs> it's because I, did, I didn't watch this movie. Sure. So that's my uh, number one. All right. Well, put that down here. I will give you a chimney sweep, and I will give myself a candy. Can- okay, real simple, brother. Uh, I think your classic list is pretty hard to compete with, and you have two movies that I must see, so... 
for this holiday season, I'd also like to put a little bow on top of this <laughs> Neapolitan Showdown victory. Congratulations, brother. Oh, and on the day that you got your patch, it just makes sense. Exactly. Uh, sweet, bro. Well, we got plenty of pod to still dig through. Let's not keep him waiting. Uh, it may be date night. You want to bring him to that jams? Do it for us, Chris Allen. Oh, yeah, it's the map date night. The showdown is where they fight. Here they discuss if this movie sucks. Why? Because this pod fucks. I said this pod fucks. Oh, yeah, this pod fucks. All right, brother. Um, 19... We did a Christmas story, huh? 83, a Christmas story. We just kind of did this on a whim. I like it. I like it because we were doing our pre-bro, and yeah. you know, we're kind of like... You people, it could sound like we're prepping for like 16 days, uh, three weeks. Maybe we did four episodes in 25 minutes, and we're just like getting that good. You don't know. I've been in Africa. Pod's still dropping. Like, you know, holiday right. travel's coming up, so we had a fast turnaround. We were just like, let's do a little holiday movie. I don't know why we did Christmas Story. We did. I don't think I've seen this all the way through. Uh, real fast, 1983. Kid wants a yep. Red Rider BB gun more than anything for Christmas. It's basically his journey, a little Wonder Years esque, probably Wonder yep. Years. This is Wonder Years esque was probably copying off this since it came out later, but kind of, and it, it balances that kind of the thing it hits on, which is is really enjoyable. Which I want to hear your thoughts on. Most awesome is it has that kind of scene like when when the kids are kind of adults. So seeing like an adult world through a kid's eyes, which it does, which is where I think it has its fun, and then like a long, a lot of strong VO um, narration. Is this one of your favorite yeah. Christmas movies, bro? It is up there. I didn't include it on the list because we were going to talk in depth about it in, sure. in date night. But I would, I might slug that in 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 that three four, um, just because it's enjoyable. Watching it again, you realize it's more. It's almost because uh, we talk like you know toughest plot pills to swallow. There's not really a ton of plot to it. It's more just scenes and vignettes kind of yeah. leading up to Christmas. I had that kind of on my list also. Like. Um I think that's great because I didn't have a lot of all my uh, hard plot pills to swallow, which we'll get to. But I did have um, – as much as I feel like I, I haven't seen this movie straight through, it has like just four or five memorable scenes just kind of strung together. Like any right. scene that you bring up, you know, like the – if you talk about like licking in your tongue, getting stuck on like a flagpole, like boom, your mind goes to your Christmas story. You know, you talk right. about like leg lamp, obviously, boom, your mind goes to your Christmas story. Like – that being pushed down the the sled by Santa, like or the little right. slide of Santa. Slide, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it is just kind of like a string of those, and yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're they're a ton of fun. I think that I think the thing that's the most fun for me, and a little bit like sad when I was rewatching this, is is like I think I think in in our age groups and our kind of like watching this movie, I think we can pull through to our youth and our childhood. And I, it came, it came to me when I, when we, when I, I don't know if you, it's a very small scene. It's the first scene where they're actually in class and it's a bunch of the little kids, like all huddled around and they got the false teeth and they go and put the false teeth in their mouth. And the teacher comes in and starts writing on the board and she says, good morning class. And they say, good morning, Mrs. Smith. And they all have it and they'll giggle and laugh. And there's such like an innocence and like an all we've all been there. We've all had that moment we're all going to do something silly yeah. with the teacher and they're going to react and I love that I love this movie for that because it brings me back in that place yeah but then I wondered but the, but then I wonder like do kids today like it's commission at junior and or commission at and 2.0 and junior 
are they going to have that or are they all going to be like, oh, I'm on my iPhone and like whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's the true. The simple humor is not going to be there. And I think it's easy to get super jaded just from like these kind of iPhones and all the like technology. And I think there is a little bit about that. Like I, that's kind of the two big things I want to hit with. And I thought you brought up a good point that kind of made my mind jog a little bit. That's what the thing was. Like, do you remember how valuable it was like making an adult laugh? And there's a couple scenes right. like this that are in it, but like when a kid makes an adult laugh or like even when the kid like gets backed up by a parent, like when like the mom, and we're not trying to take this movie too seriously, but I think there is right. a lot of that nostalgia that it hit on very, very well. Uh, it's not even nostalgia. Like it's almost just kind of like a movie of that time, but it was like when the mom backs him up and doesn't like tell on him like how many curse words he said, it was just like, it's kind of that like slight phase into adulthood. So without like jumping on that too hard, uh, there's also, without giving away the ending, obviously you've seen it, he gets the gun. The pure joy, like this is what the movie does really well is it's, you talked about it with Elf, but this has something like, it's two different movies. Like you can watch it as a kid and be super entertained and get it because that's your world. Yep. And you yep. can watch it as an adult and just kind of feel that nostalgia and like kind of understand all that. And it's it's all wrapped up to me like in that, in that gift giving scene. And just to sum it up, like it's, that feeling you get as an adult, like getting your kid or a kid, like exactly the one thing they wanted for Christmas. And then like as a kid, just how wrapped up your world was in that one thing, that Nintendo, that Lego set that you had to have on Christmas and the three weeks building up and, you know, not being an adult yeah. and like just kind of having that under the tree, wondering if, and then open it up like that jubilation is, it's powerful. Yeah, and and that scene is is so great because that that scene touches on exactly what you're talking about, where the dad, uh, call, uh, the actor is Darren McGavin, so he's sitting there and all the toys have already gone and everyone's unwrapped it and Ralphie, who's one of this Red Rider BB gun, is you know happy but a little unsatisfied. Yeah. And then he does he pulls the the classic mover. He's like, oh well, where is it? It's behind there. I see it. You know. Yeah. He goes and gets it, and then when he's loading it and getting it all ready. You see the dad kind of see it through his son's eyes because he had one when he was a kid. And he was like, you know, do you know how to load it? And he was like, you know, oh, carefully, they'll spill, you know. And it's that those moments as like a, as a parent where you can – you had that joy and then you're basically transferring it through to your kids. That's what like Christmas is all about. And that's what's so special about this movie yeah. is because it does that. And I think, I think you summarized it beautifully in that is, is that that's what this movie is. So while it might not have this theme in this story, it has a lot of these moments that pull at your nostalgic heartstrings a little bit. Actually, that's a great point. I think that's what happened is we were texting a little bit, or I think you and I did a little pre-bro when I was in the middle of this. And, you know, I fired it up, like, ready to watch a comedy. I was like, all right, let's see what these jokes are about. And I'm not necessarily laughing out loud, but just kind of something happens. And then, you know, kind of the the glasses kind of shift on me a little bit of just, like, what you're kind of watching this movie for. And it's just like, oh, right. shit, not only do I get this, but I, I like it a lot. Um, all right, buddy, let's jump to uh, favorite lines. What do you got? What sticks with you? Oh. Um, well, I did like – I think probably one of the funniest things that I like is is when Ralphie comes down and his aunt, who thinks he's a four-year-old girl, gets him the uh, yeah. the bunny outfit. And sure. the dad's like, he looks like a pink nightmare. <laughs> like, I just love that. I just love that line. That, that, dad, that dad is really good. And, like, he does a lot of just, like – I don't have the lines acting. That's hilarious. Like tells a kid to yeah, wake yeah. up and he's still kind of reading the paper. Like even in that same scene, I'll, I'll jump on the dad for one of my favorite lines too. That same pink buddy scene. Like he, like 
Ralphie unlock like unwraps like the feet first and the dad's just like shaking his head like totally <laughs> just like connect with the son and then the whole bunny suit comes out and the mom's excited and the dad's just like what the fuck's going on I love yeah. um we're okay I I want to ask you this question honestly I'll get into my favorite line real fast so uh the leg lamp like you expect him yes. to be like to obviously classic the most classic thing about them. were leg lamps i'll ask first were they a thing before this movie were they just is this just they put together two random things like this might as well you know be like uh like a fuzzy slipper lamp like is it just something they were just like we'll come by we'll put a lampshade on the leg and just like this will be an insane gift he gets yeah i'm, I'm not really sure where like the impetus for the leg lamp comes through but I don't know if somebody – it's so specific that it, it has to be mm-hmm. – someone had this happen to them or some. this has to be like an original story somewhere that got just played out in, or played up in, in the movie. Yeah, he, so he drops a line and I want to get to do – because I, I think they set you up perfectly for that too because this seems like kind of an archetype character turned on his head. Like it's just yeah. kind of that old-time dad, but he's kind of like – he's a little easygoing and it, like he's a little yeah. like kind of enthusiastic. He still has like those dad lines, but I don't – he seems like he's a little bit more approachable and involved. Like you see that in the parade and stuff. But the, well, and, it's, and it's great when he goes out into the street. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, he's like yes, people yes. coming by and he tells that neighbor. He's just like, what's that? He's like, it's, it's an award. It's, an ama- it's a major award. <laughs> like he's just right, – some right, of his yeah. neighbors that it's an award. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and the neighbor's yeah. just like you can hear the neighbor saying it's just like oh it's it's an award like it's and he's so proud of that lamp and then it all breaks yeah that, that yeah. stuck with me and then you've got fragile that must be italian and then <laughs> the greatest vo line is and many people know this is the soft glow of electric sla- of electric sex gleaming in the window <laughs> it's just like that whole scene has just got great and then and then i love that when and and we probably all had these like controversies within family when they when the mom then you know maybe knocks it off the thing where it's like it's been a much contended point amongst the family yeah, like yeah. you know what i mean like that's so great like that's so that hits every family has had that moment where it's like you broke something or you intentionally did something. I think you did it. <laughs> yeah. They deny it, and it's this point of contention. Yeah, a little, a little family conspiracy. Uh, obviously, yeah. like you, can, you can't just like um, gloss over. They're, they put some time in on the VO work, and they knock it out of the park more, more than a few times. Uh, me being a uh, dad is a turkey junkie. Um, yeah, I just I, I love that. Just got turkey. Turkey doesn't get enough love in movies. Like it just doesn't get enough love, and it's I, it's nice. I wanted to hear somebody say that they just kind of love them some turkey because I'm I'm a turkey turkey man myself. So hearing that, and then uh, obviously the F word. Other artists work in oil or clay. He was a true connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's a got great it's got great little lines and little moments in that. Uh when they obviously when they go to the uh Chinese restaurant after the uh the bumpus hounds their hillbilly neighbors yeah. eats up all the turkey and he goes, We're going out and yeah. they get get your things together and they go out and then And he's uh, got a suit he, on. In, in yeah, the Chinese yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming proper. It. It's 1940s nor, uh, Northwest Indiana, bro. That's how you you, you show out for Thanksgiving for Christmas. That's what you do. Uh, you got anything for the where are they now before we get to our final thoughts? Oh, um, the well, so it's nine, so it's nineteen forty. So I think uh, Scott Farkas is probably in prison. The bullet, yeah, yeah. right? There's no, there's no way fans or butts about it. Um, he might have never been the same though. That that ass beating might have corrected his ways. 
It could have. It could have. Oh, do you remember that could've, feeling could've, too? Like, like crying on like the playground was a no go. Like that would that yeah. shit would stick with you for a couple of years. I'm guessing. This is me yeah. speaking oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> Just guessing. I'm spitballing. That crying on the playground stick with you for a couple of years. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I'm just thinking about just catching a beating. You know mm. what I mean? Or just being in the throes of it. And we're like, uh-oh, what what happens here? What do we do now? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, well, I think Randy, you know, I think, I, I think uh, Randy's a competitive eater. He goes in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's something, he, there's yeah. something not right about that kid. Still living at home. 100% yeah, still right. living at home. Like it's Still living at home. Yeah, all the, all the probably probably has a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Ralphie, obviously, you know, Ralphie's a winner. Although I didn't really like that Ralphie kind of snitched out his boy when his mom uh, mm. when his mom asked him about the, the where'd you learn that word from? Oh. Because if, if if you remember back to it, um, yeah. Flick when he put his tongue on the pole, they were trying to find out who told him, and he didn't snitch. Yeah. Flick didn't Ooh, snitch, but Ralphie... He's a snitch. Ralphie snitched. So Ra- yeah. Ralphie's got so, stitches. Somehow he's got stitches. Yeah, Real fast, exactly. did you, uh, what was your punishment for cursing? Did you get a little soap in the mouth? Let's do a little final thoughts on just how this parallels to some of the shit we grew up with. I had, I had the I had the palm olive for when I cursed, and then it went to hot sauce. Like, palm olive was definitely the worst shit ever put in my fucking mouth. Oh, my God. Palm olive? Yeah, Like, man. the dishwasher? That Jesus. thing has a fucking... I don't know. That's that's. It has legs, like stronger rope. It has a uh, like a like a thick. It, like it a hangs with you. Of just, it hangs with you. Just cleanliness. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't have anything like that. Like I did not get my mouth. Not that I can remember, at least. But we did have. Uh, you know those paint stirs. You know those paint stirs. You know uh, where you stir paint. Yeah. yeah. I know. I just yeah. Great, so great description. My, I think that's the dictionary. <laughs> the paint stirs. The paint stirs. Right, what do they exactly. do, brother? They yeah, stir if you paint. Look at the picture. Copy it's, that. You know, it's yeah, a paint yeah, stir. I got it. All right, I'm stirs paint. Gotcha. Okay. I'll follow um, so uh, Mr. Four Star wrote on it the no-no stick mm. and uh, used to whack us with it, uh, which doesn't seem like it would hurt, but it stings. It's got that snap yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, you can picture that. So that's what we, we get caught with a no-no stick every once in a while. Was, he literally wrote on it no-no stick. <laughs> I like that. I like uh, no confusion. I still like watching this too. Like It still seemed hard for me to believe that my parents took me to like – a Topeka, Kansas mall and check out earlier episodes. If you're not sure my feelings on Topeka, Kansas or just Google image search right. Topeka, Kansas, like however you want, any of this will bring you up to speed with what I'm thinking, but drove me across town to a mall at like the age of eight and just sat me on like some like 55, like year old strangers knee, like at 8 PM at night, who is probably working for about six seventy five an hour. Just it, like <laughs> the whole, the whole setup sounds, the whole setup sounds bizarre. Right. Is, right. is that yeah, is that a, is that a thing? Like, you take is that happening at the at the mall or the Barnes and Nobles? You taking the girls to see Santa? Yes. Yeah. We actually do. We did take okay. them. Uh, I got a I got a pro tip for all those Ooh, uh, soon par- to be parents oh, you out there. Just wedge it in a parenting tip. Nice. I like yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Check this out. I can't take credit for this. This is Doctor Mrs. The Commission all the way. Right. But if your 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 Santa's at the mall, they might now. The shit's got automated, brah. You might be able to check in online, which is what we did this year. <laughs> And we cut in front of several hundred upset parents Damn. that we just got to skirt through that line because uh, we pulled on an iPhone and thought thought through the solution. Oh, I like it. Just kind of like showing it off. Like it reminds me a little bit of the Wayne's World, like showing the backstage passes as you're moving through it. It's just like <laughs> right, right, the pass, exactly. The uh, right. I just screamed. I know him. I know him. And they <laughs> let him us I know. in. Ooh, good pullback, bro. Okay, uh, real fast. Uh, let's give this on one to five air horns. What do we got here? Bow, bow. 
I'm giving it five. Oh, bro. giving it a five. I gave it give a it three. A five, I'd give bro. it a half if I could. Not a rule of the air horn. Once that air releases, it's released. That's a full horn. <laughs> so I had to give it the three. Uh, all right, brother. Well, good movie. Thanks for making me sit down and watch it. Uh, all right, guys. We are up against it, as we always are, even though it's the holiday season. I still think of you guys, and I know what you guys want, and you made yourself clear. It is an hour of power and no more. No less, but no more. All right, let's, real fast, I'm going to take through a quick Tales from the Frat for this holiday season. Ooh. Just a little shout-out. It's a quick one. A little shout-out to our boy, C. Wheats, up there in the Oregon and our boy, who has been a guest on the podcast, Tango Foxtrot. Uh, bartending probably 2010 uh, at the Pink Taco, which comes up often here in L.A. My boys wanted to come out and see me. And this is about kind of that. I know you experienced it out there too, brother. Uh, in New York, L.A., just how kind of around the holiday season, how things slow down and they get a little silly. And maybe, you know, if it's kind of in that transition, we talked about it at Thanksgiving, but, you know, there's not a lot going on. So bar was super slow. Uh, they want to right. dress up and be zany. Uh, <laughs> zany points. Zany points. Drink drink when you hear zany. Drink if you're zany. Uh, Tango Foxtrot comes in wearing his pink panther onesie uh still had gloves at the bar and their boy chris wheatley not wanted to be outdone dresses and full he has ski goggles on ski gloves uh i think some pajama <laughs> pants himself and they just belly up to the bar they they order a couple of nice holiday drinks uh so yeah just about uh shout out to all the frat brothers out there hope the holiday season is going i love fantastic. it there's there's nothing better than just like uh just a just a like just a dumb moment like that right you know what i mean if you got if you're not going out there to like hey we're gonna try and go meet some people or whatever you just want to go out there and it's like it's it's all nice when it's a holiday season like you just have that stretch of three or four days where there's nothing on nobody's schedule so it's like everyone has a chance because you know even like with with those combinations of guys you know like me too like chris or whatever like being able to just go out like one night like it's it's just kind of rare thing but i think of those holidays you catch the right people when they're back i think we took a bus back to the frat from because we hung out (laughs) and I couldn't drive my car, so we all got a bus, and they were all wearing the gear, and it's just like Ooh, that's that's what, I, well, that's what I think about you, this you, on an LA bus. You probably would have fit right in with all of your yeah, your garb. You would have, <laughs> nothing would have been out of the ordinary on that bus. I love I love ski goggles in LA. Oh yeah, in December. I love, I love it. yeah yeah. That's Beautiful. the important thing too. Like just any kind of ski gear wearing in LA, uh, something's going on. Uh, all right, brother. Uh, jumping into our M. MVP of the week, all fire off out of the gate. Uh, I'm going Penny Marshall. Um, there just, you go. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, shout out. It's a it's a sad loss. Uh, big, you know, a uh, lot of talent. Uh, you know, she had that string of directing, uh, early acting career. Penny, obviously. Penny, Har- Penny Marshall, right? Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Oh yeah, Penny Marshall. I think you said Penny Hardaway. No, Did no. You no. Say Penny Hardaway or Penny Marshall? Penny Marshall. Oh. I was, I was like, wrong Penny. All right. Oh, yeah, it's what, a sports podcast, bro. Yeah, yeah. What would Penny Hardaway do? Well, it's uh, like... Nothing. A, I don't know. That's what I was, what, that's <laughs> what I was real curious. It. No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little one on the sadder tip, but uh, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, directed Big Awakenings, A League of Their Own. Uh, first female director to have a film gross more than $100 million. Uh, super talented and will be missed. Oh, that's very nice. Shout out to Penny. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with our boyfriend of the pod gonna go with santa claus santa okay. claus put in that ot put in that work over this holiday season yeah uh giving all the gifts to commission 2.0 uh bringing a little yuletide spirit to my boy brandana so i'm gonna go with my boy santa claus right. repping it hard out there 
Yeah, I almost want to support that, but I got a bag of six lists that were brought to me, so I don't know if he knows. <laughs> That's your call, bro. That's your call. finger on the ball. Guys, this has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you this holiday season. I uh, hope you guys are traveling safe. Uh, if you're thinking about us and want to shoot us something, go ahead and email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. If you can leave us five stars, if you can let a friend know, we'd really appreciate it. Fire up the fire. Deck some halls, do the Yuletide thing, pour some eggnog, fire up some of your old favorite MAB Sports Podcast episodes. Who knows? Do go. what you got to do. Cuddle up. Uh, I bet you Santa's probably listening on his sleigh rides. <laughs> he you is. Know? He is. Just firing off episodes. We got any North Pole listeners, bro? Oh, sh- holler at us, North Pole listeners. Uh, okay. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Podcasting in a winter wonder, Mab. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion. Oh.